This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville is calling on Republicans in the Senate, especially Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, to take up the impeachment trial of Alejandro Mayorkas. Mayorkas, of course, is the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, and the U.S. House passed the Articles of Impeachment against him last week for his handling of the U.S.-Mexico border crisis. Tuberville has joined 13 other Republican senators in a letter to McConnell saying it's imperative that Senate Republicans prepare to fully engage in the constitutional duty of holding a trial in the Senate. Alabama's other senator, Katie Britt, has remained silent on this issue and she didn't sign on to the letter or express any opinion on Mayorkas or the impeachment. Britt has gone to the border in the past, calling it out of control. The Alabama Policy Institute is outlining problems within the two gambling bills that are now being considered in the state Senate, HB 151 and HB 152. The API report says that the language for the constitutional amendment is too vague and it misleads the public so that they vote for something that they otherwise would not support. In particular, the definition of casino-style gambling could be changed under such a vague definition and the tax rate could also be changed without any further voting from the people. The API report also takes issue with the Gaming Enforcement Agency and how it will operate outside of the Alabama Law Enforcement Agency to enforce gaming laws. There are no stipulations on the number of officers to be used or the scope of their policing powers or their collaboration with the Attorney General or ALEA. API said police powers describe any means necessary without any restrictions on conflicts of interest that might get into the situation. And finally, the revenue from the Gaming Trust Fund would only send a small percentage to the local government where the casinos are located, and instead the monies are proposed for other areas like mental health care and behavioral services. API says that in the area of sports betting, there is no limit on the number of licenses that are distributed in an area that is the most addictive form of gambling, and it's readily accessible on a person's phone. The conclusion in that API report is that both bills are a hotbed of corruption just waiting to happen. The What is a Woman bill has passed out of the Alabama Senate Committee. The bill is being sponsored by state lawmaker Susan DeBose, and it defines the differences between man and woman, boy and girl, father and mother, male and female. The bill did have one amendment attached while in committee, which clarifies that gender identity is a subjective emotion and not part of defining a sex. The goal of the bill is to establish the differences between the two sexes on the occasion that state or local entities create single-sex spaces or environments. The bill takes the definition all the way down to biology and defines a woman as someone who developmentally at some point produces ova, unless there's a genetic anomaly, and that a male is someone who developmentally at some point produces sperm, unless, of course, there's a genetic anomaly there. Governor Ivey is being sued in federal court over rules surrounding the Alabama Real Estate Appraisers Board. The Pacific Legal Foundation has launched the lawsuit on behalf of the American Alliance for Equal Rights. State law requires there be nine members on the Alabama Real Estate Appraisers Board, and two of those board members must be of a minority race. The PLF is now challenging those racial classifications, and they're using an example of a Prattville resident who is currently barred from serving on the board despite her qualifications within real estate due to the fact that she's not a member of a racial minority group. The PLF wants the court to declare this racial mandate a violation of the Equal Protection Clause, and they argue that this person will never receive equal consideration as long as the racial quota remains. 
Breeze Airways is now offering a non-stop flight to Los Angeles from Huntsville International Airport. The non-stop service from Breeze is a new addition of flights that will begin service this coming June. The flights to Los Angeles will be on Airbus A220, which is built in Mobile. Breeze is already offering non-stop flights from Huntsville to Las Vegas, Orlando, and Tampa. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news... Two adults have now been arrested in Kansas City following a shooting after a Super Bowl victory parade that left one person dead and dozens of others injured. There were three teenagers taken into custody shortly after that shooting, with 22-year-old Lyndall Mays and 19-year-old Dominic Miller just now facing arrest and murder charges. Police believe that Mays pulled a gun first and Miller responded during an argument that broke out. The Jackson County District Attorney says that more suspects were involved and are being sought. The Attorney General in the state of Idaho, Raul Labrador, has filed an emergency motion with the U.S. Supreme Court for consideration of a state law that bans gender transitioning for minors. Lower courts that are dealing with this case out of Idaho have ruled against the Vulnerable Child Protection Act, which prohibits surgeries or puberty-blocking drugs from being administered to a minor. The state law was going to go into effect this past January, but these legal challenges and subsequent injunctions have stopped that from happening. Now Labrador wants the Supreme Court to lift the injunctions and allow the state to enforce the law as the appeals process continues forward, especially in light of the fact that the 6th and 11th Circuit Courts of Appeals have upheld similar bans from other states, including the state of Alabama. Over in Nevada, voters there are not happy with what they found out while they were checking their voting history online. The Secretary of State's website revealed conflicting information and status on voters as they checked in. The Secretary of State's office is blaming it on technical issues and failure of some of the county clerks to upload voter registrations properly with the correct steps taken. The system is currently being fixed at the main office of the Secretary of State of Nevada, and they claim that the errors are related to codes that were entered into the database and have no connection to the way in which a person's vote was tabulated on Election Day. Residents of Nevada started sounding the alarm and showing frustration as they went to the website and found that their mail-in ballot was already counted in the primary, even though they had not participated in that election. And when some tried to opt out of getting any future mail-in ballots, They were told they weren't registered to vote at all. In the state of New York, fallout continues after New York City Judge Arthur Engeron punished Donald Trump for taking out loans with banks 30 years ago, paying those loans back with interest, and having no victim. The judge fined Trump over $300 million for a victimless crime that has the real estate world highly alarmed to see punitive actions coming from the government in this area of business. Kevin O'Leary is an investor who stars on the Shark Tank for Inventors television series. O'Leary went on Fox News to decry what happened to Trump in no uncertain terms. It doesn't matter what the governor says. New York was already a loser state. Like California is a loser state. There are many loser states because of policy, high taxes, uncompetitive regulation. It was already on the top of the list of being a loser state. I would never invest in New York now. And I'm not the only person saying that. I can't go to New York. So I'm going to Oklahoma, North Dakota, West Virginia. 
Governor Stitt, Kevin Stitt, my staff have met with him. Governor Bergen, the same thing. Governor Justice. Those are winner states. They don't do things like this. I have to syndicate that debt and all that equity. We're talking billions of dollars here. Do you think any foreign institution or any private equity firm or any pension fund would touch New York? No. And that's why New Yorkers should be concerned. The fine people of New York should ask themselves, why are we such a loser state? How are we going to attract business? It's not just the existing businesses that are fleeing out to Texas and Florida. What about new money like this that I'm talking about, like a $4 billion data center? Not a chance I would put that in New York. Zero probability. Never. And so they've got a lot of work to do to find themselves getting out of this situation. This has all occurred post-pandemic. Winner states versus loser states. Look at Tennessee right now, fastest growing city in America, Nashville. Winner state, good policy, competitive taxes. You've got to start thinking about this in the context of winners and losers. New York, mega loser state. Investigative journalist Paul Sperry has been digging deeper into the special counsel report from Robert Herr about Joe Biden's handling of classified documents while he was senator and vice president. Sperry is detailing how Kathy Chung is at the center of all this classified document malfeasance. Chung has been serving as Joe Biden's personal assistant ever since she was recommended to him by none other than Hunter Biden himself. Chung is the primary person responsible for packing up of his papers from his vice presidential office and moving them to the National Archives in Maryland. Sperry writes that Chung oversaw some of those boxes being sent instead to Biden's Delaware home and garage, where his Corvette is, remember? Documents marked top secret with military information and intelligence sources and methods involving countries like Iran, China, Afghanistan, and Ukraine. Chung was the one who packed and unpacked the most highly classified and sensitive documents that normally are reserved for viewing in a secure facility known as a SCIF. Sperry writes that Herr not only declined to prosecute Biden due to his mental decline, but also chose to let Chung off the hook, even though she ignored her clear-cut government training on how to handle these documents. In fact, Herr went to great lengths to hide Chung's identity within his own report, even going so far as to blur out her face in some of the pictures. Lieutenant General Michael Flynn told Sperry that Chung needs far more public scrutiny and her clearances should be immediately suspended. Chung, however, is currently the assistant to Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and has even greater access to sensitive military secrets, despite what she did with the classified documents in her possession. The Family Research Council released a report on the acts of hostility against U.S. churches in 2023. That number has more than doubled compared to the previous year alone. There were 436 acts of hostility documented in 48 states and in Washington, D.C. Those occurred from January 2023 to November. Compare that to 200 acts of hostility in 2022. FRC President Tony Perkins says that the antagonism towards Bible-believing churches continues with California having the most cases at 33 and Texas coming in second with 28. These acts of hostility involved vandalism, arson, and bomb threats. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. 
You can visit 1890news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.